0: Hi there, and welcome to the BIM Voice Podcast. My name is Petru Conduraro, and I'm glad to have you here. I'm a civil engineer living and working in Norway since 2014, and I'm passionate about building information modeling. I truly believe change is necessary and inevitable in our industry. To implement faster, better, and less costly ways of working, digital transformation is vital, and everyone involved must stop just talking about implementing BIM and actually do it. And what way to do it better than just to learn from the ones who have done it in the past or are doing it right now? Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Beam Voice Podcast. Today's guest is uh, Yasir Fayaz. Uh, he's a Beam specialist, uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, C3 Beam, a Beam consulting company based in Oslo. Hi Yasir, and welcome to, to our podcast.
1: Hi, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. It's uh, interesting. Uh, it's, it's actually my first podcast, and uh, yeah, so we'll see how we, we can talk about what I do and uh, what uh, C Three BIM is because we we've been doing this for a while. But C Three BIM is uh, it's a pretty young company, so uh, yeah, I'm going to can introduce myself. Uh, I've started with uh, BIM in 2012. Uh, I graduated from. Uh, Uh, technical school in Oslo uh, with uh, with like a BIM technician uh, degree and uh, I started working in a company that it was called uh, BIM Consult Uh, and BIM Consult was started uh, in 2009-10 by three other students and uh, I was the first employee of that uh, company. So that was uh, pretty interesting, uh, pretty new for me. Uh, my background is in uh, glass and facades. So I've been working like almost 10 years with uh, aluminum and facades in large construction. Uh, so also uh, when I started um, uh, with the BIM, I was focusing on my background, but uh, I, I found out very early that I was I didn't need that kind of experience, so um, because I focused on the process of BIM and BIM coordinating, that was my main goal to learn more about it and understand what 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 that was. So um, when I started in this first company, I worked a lot with architects and uh, with the early design phase, and I got to understand. Uh, what's uh, what's in it for the architects because earlier i was working on a construction site and and we didn't have any relations to the design team so so that was the interesting part of my um, when i started that i learned a lot about how how does a building evolve and how does it get born and uh, what what are the main focus in the early stages so that was my like first uh, experience to learn more about that um and, and and i just uh, found out that the process around how we cooperate is really interesting because it's not uh it's not only the models and it's not only like bim that's uh that's the main part of it the the main part of it is the the people and how the people are working together so so that was uh, like uh, early on i i understand that that was interesting for me so um so yeah, I started with this and um uh focusing on uh, how the people are working together and uh, and that was the interesting part of it. So uh and in two years and from 2012 to 2014, we I was just first I was the one employee and then we got two other guys that started in BIM Consult in around 2014. And um um, throughout 2014, we were working together and we got to know each other. And uh, but then, um, uh, you know, Sveco is a big uh, company in Norway uh, that uh, acquired BIM Consult. They they uh, bought yeah they bought the company and all of the guys were going into Sveco. So. so
0: so that's a, that's how you ended up in Zveko. Okay, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, they they are a big uh, multinational company. They they work uh, they have uh, yeah, they work mainly in Europe, but they have offices in other countries as well. And they are used to aqu- acquire other companies. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so that was uh, the story so far that we we in 2014, I think it was in November 2014, we started in uh, in Zweco. And uh, we, we came into uh, like an own department, uh, all of us. We were six guys started uh, in Sveko, And uh, we started like spreading our uh, experience and, uh, and knowledge throughout Sveko and working with Sveko projects. Uh, some of us was working more uh, internal projects in Sveko and, uh, and uh, teaching the guys working there or, uh, about uh, what we know. Uh, and uh, some of us had projects that we we had before Sweco, so we was continuing working with this. Uh, so so That's that's like our story so far and and we started also uh, C3beam in 2017. So everything was going pretty fast for us. So uh, we were 2014 to 2017 we worked in Sweco and uh me and uh, two other guys the two other guys that were also employees of BIM consult we we went out and started uh, c3 so i can i can tell you more about why, why and and how uh, we started c3 and uh, what's the reason for it so so i can get into that but uh, mainly in Sveco, we was uh, some of us was working and like i said with projects we had and, and we also took these projects with us uh, after Sweco, also. So, um, but basically, it's been a really good experience for us to to be in, inside of a big company, because we came from a small company, went into a really large company, and see how w- what the challenges of working in a, in, in a big company. Uh, we get to feel how it is with our network was like really broad when we before we went into Sweco. And automatically uh, it narrowed down to Sweco and uh, we got like more, more of the other large companies were more like uh, competitors than, than collaborators.
0: Okay, so I see. I thought you were going to say exactly opposite, but yeah, you know, because when you were a smaller company, you, you are in contact with everybody. You try to help, you try to get work from everybody or collaborate, right?
1: yeah of course and and that's the i didn't think so i didn't think that it was going to be an issue because uh when i went in there i think like okay now we get more projects we get broader network and everything but but it's it's actually the opposite uh, feeling because uh i had a big network in all of the other companies that it's like, so like but but their competitors if i can say it like uh, that yeah and um and uh, i was a i was a little bit limited to working with sveco than than the other companies and as i understand it because uh, yeah
0: rules there are so many rules in in corporations
1: yeah rules and interests so yeah so uh That was uh, a little bit of why we started C3, because we wanted to be not attached to somebody. We wanted to be able to uh, broaden our network, uh, work with different people, learn a lot from different people. And uh, that's pretty much the main thing about why we started uh, C3, because it's, um, yeah.
0: That makes so much sense
1: yeah yeah of course and uh, and 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 also it's uh, pretty much uh, uh the freedom you know of being a, a small company because uh, i i like the thought that it's not i would just want to be my own boss and everything it's not like that it's it's more of the it's more of the network you know because i can work with a lot of different people all the time And, uh, of course, we work in big projects, and then we get uh, limited to that project, but then we can move on to another customer that works with hopefully different projects. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's not only that, you know, I I, I was laughing because, actually, this is exactly what I feel. Uh, This is exactly the reason why I started my own company as well. Uh, And something you did not say about, but I don't know, maybe you don't do it too much, but uh, for me, the most important thing is actually to be able to to put so much time I want uh, in my projects and to put so much money I want into those projects. You are much more limited uh, when you work in a bigger company, of yeah, course. Uh, there, there are also uh, advantages, of course. Uh, like like even if uh, you say the network is lim- more limited, but at the same time, you get uh, access to m- much more resources as uh, from other point of view. Like you have colleagues that like uh, they work already or did lots of nice things uh, on some uh, interesting projects and at the same time uh, it's uh, it's easier like to, to work on big the biggest projects out there right but uh, but there are uh, this is no uh, wrong or, or right I don't see it like that that way some people try are thriving best working in that environment and that's perfectly fine that's no wrong not wrong but like like you say I feel exactly the same I I'm like a bird I need to fly on my own and to 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 find my own path and yeah, i really commend you for this because this is really interesting
1: yeah and and also i i agree totally on the resources you get from a big company because when, when we were in zweco we get to understand uh how a big company works a lot more and 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 we get to know a lot of people because they have all the disciplines you know they have yeah. everything from from infrastructure to to buildings and technique and everything so uh, so we learned a lot uh, in the years we were there, uh, so, so it's interesting to see how the... I, I, I appreciate that experience I had in Sveco, of course, and, uh, and also we, we still know them, you know, so we are working with them and trying to find ways to work with them already now, so we are still in contact, so that's, that's nice. I didn't want to burn any bridges with them when we went out. So, 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 so it's, uh, I, I really appreciate that. So, yeah, that was nice to, uh, to don't have any grudges with, the companies you were in. So you can still, you know, build on your network. So that's, um, yeah, that's the main thing I think for us is that we, we continue to build our network and we can also ha- use our re- earlier relations. So, yeah
0: a little bit how yeah. your company grew and uh, what you are offering what are you ex- exactly doing actually
1: yeah that's interesting yeah because uh, when we started we we uh, we know we did like many other companies i think we you know you started with the uh, we created some actions for ourselves that this is what we want to do and we have some visions and and and, and we want to you know be like uh we want to take it a little bit further always. So we want to see what, what, we, what we, do we need to do to, to, to like uh, evolve and uh, uh, also personal, but also like a company. And who do we want to be in the, um, uh, in the industry? Because that's uh, our main thing that we to, we want to know where we are going. We want to know where the industry is going. And uh, yeah, so if we think about it a little bit high up, then then it's this is our vision that we want to see, like a little bit inside the crystal ball, that what, what is our goal, and uh, of course that's that's a that's a difficult thing to do, but uh, we want to use our experience to help uh, the industry go in the right direction. So. Uh, we started off with three three guys, and uh, of course it's me, and uh, uh, we are two other guys. That uh, one guy is uh, a plumber in uh, his background, and one guy is an electrician. So, so we have like different backgrounds,
0: very practical ones.
1: Very very practical ones, and that, that's that's the kind of thing that gets from this technical school we are we have a degree in uh, like a bim technician and we have different backgrounds and everybody has been outside working building buildings in some kind of way so uh, so we have a very practical uh, background and and we use that when we when we look at the design when we see the model when we see what the architects are doing we are thinking okay how are you building this so, so, and that's pretty interesting because all of the BIM technicians in our industry today, we have a lot now. And since they started with this school in 2009, uh, I don't know how many we are, but, but there's a lot of guys out there with this practical background. And it's inter- interesting to see how they are using it because they always think about, okay, but how are you going to build this? Uh, you design something, you you do a solution in the model, it's fine, and you clash detect it, and you do everything, and it looks perfect. But how are you going to build it? That's the that's a big question for us. So uh, so I try to use that uh, mindset when I go into a project and 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 look at it because that creates a little bit of value with the question that we we bring. So. So that's the practical background that's positive for for the design phase. Uh, so um, yeah, we started off with these three guys, and after the first year, we we hired one more guy, and he is he, like uh, a carp- carpenter background uh, and uh, working also very practical guy, but he also has uh, some experiences. Um, uh, accounts uh, consulting uh from earlier so so that was really good and uh the last guy we hired the year after he's also like electrician so a uh, little bit younger guy new new to the to the field but learning really really fast uh working with us so that's that's really good
0: that's the most important skill i would say
1: yeah, so so that's uh, that's pretty much we are five guys uh, uh, working together now, um, and uh, a little bit about our projects is that we uh, the main focus on what we deliver to our customers is is that uh, BIM coordinator kind of uh, work. So we, we do all from small projects to big projects where we coordinate models. And like I said earlier, we coordinate how the people are working together with the models. So, so our main focus is like the BIM manager, you can call it like a coordinator. It's like, yeah, putting the models together, seeing and identifying what kind of purpose you are for the model, working with the requirements. So. Uh, Our main focus is to coordinate the role but we also do a lot of different things from uh, from like doing the modeling. If somebody has old drawings and needs a model we also can uh, offer that service but it's not our main focus but we we try to use all of our experience and everything we can do so yeah uh, basically we we do a lot of different things with uh, bim but it's uh, related more to the building we don't we don't do a lot of infrastructure or or kind of project like that so mainly for the building because that's our experience and uh and also the like uh, coordinating the models that's that's our biggest experience but yeah so i i think that's um, like uh, our main focus Uh, we also have another thing that's uh, pretty interesting and we like to do it because we like to offer it that's teaching and uh, setting up different classes to companies or to the schools and also if the schools uh, need help with filling some time because they don't have a teacher or something then we can uh, we can go step in and and do some classes in the different uh, software or something like that. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, what we do. And uh, also, like I said earlier, we like to look at new things. You know, we can look at new software. We can look at new purposes and and try to fit them together and see how we can deliver something a little bit better every time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's something nice to live up to um what does your company's name mean
1: yeah i'm sorry that i didn't start with that because uh c3 is uh uh c3 is like uh it was i can tell you a story now a little bit story if if, uh, if that's okay um because uh, we, when we earlier before we started the company, uh, me and one of the other guys was uh, we we had a lean uh, course. We we were at the lean class, and uh, everybody was thinking new and uh, and and trying to be smart, and uh, have all these post-it notes, and we were going to work with that and learn how to use it so uh, so so then I started working with uh, okay what what creates value for us when we are sitting here doing this lean class, and uh, I started you know like uh, taking notes and uh, writing up things in my mind, and uh, I tried to figure out well, okay what what are we doing what, what is our role in in projects, what is our role in this industry? So what did we do? I started writing, you know, consulting, coordination, collaboration, communication, everything. Because we were at Lean Communication, so I started writing this. And uh, basically, that's um, how the idea of what we do uh, is consulting and collaboration and coordination. So that's our base of our name, because it's what we do.
0: Three C's, the three C's.
1: That's our three, three C's, yeah.
0: And Beam. Okay, now let's go and back Beam. to Beam a little bit. <laughs> Tell me yeah. your understanding of Beam. What is Beam for you? How do you understand it? And how do you use it?
1: I uh, always like to think that uh, Beam is not like uh, that's not a product for me. Uh, Beam is more like a way to work. So, uh, because earlier I tried to Uh, Stop using the word BIM and thinking like, uh, yeah, it's it's more of a natural uh, Evolvement of the industry, you know, you you have to do it. It's just like using new technology Uh, Like I switched to a smartphone in 2007 because I know that okay, this is like how it's going to be now. So That's BIM for me. It's just a natural way of uh, how the industry is going so I try not to use the beam word too much because some people get like scared of it. It's, think it's that oh another thing, another new thing to do, and it's uh, yeah it's a hassle more than it's uh, it's good. So, but our name has to have been because you know people understand much more, and it's easier for the industry to understand what we do. Uh, but BIM for me is more of a process. It's like I said earlier, I focus on the process and, uh, and, uh, and, and like how the people are working together is more of a process. Connecting all of the things in the project to, to work together. That's BIM for me. Uh, more, than, more than just a model. The 3D model is just, uh, it's just an asset to BIM. It's not like BIM.
0: It's just a part. Yeah, this is actually a very common mistake, and this is one of the reasons I started this podcast, to clarify this, to demystify this. BIM is not just a 3D model. BIM is the process. BIM can be a philosophy of how you work.
1: Yeah. So that's that's the the interesting part for me, that uh, I saw this very early on, that we tried to, like like you said, demystify the use of the word BIM, because it's uh, it's not just the model, it's just how we work. And uh, and and it's natural that you deliver a model and uh, it creates a lot of things. So you have information, you have crash detection, you're more sure that you're going to build what is uh, going to be built and uh, and you are managing to doing it. So, yeah, I, I think that the, more and more people also understand that BIM is a lot more than just a 3D model. It's uh, more of the way we work, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think the, inform- the I in the word, the information, it, it would be a mistake to also think about this information, only the information in a model. I think w- when you talk about information here, is everything that you get and put together, like how you think a project, how, will you, how you plan it, how you design it, how you build it, and how you use it. Everything, everything, this, every bit of information from this is part of the BIM process. And not everything from here goes into the 3D model.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting also to talk about uh, the eye and the BIM, because uh, I think it was maybe like, if you, if you look back four or five years ago, Everybody was like drawing up the logo for BIM with the eye bigger and, and, and because this is the important information is everything in BIM. So and of course it's important if you don't have the information if you don't know what kind of information you have it's, 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 the, it's important to have that right uh, because then the information if the information is wrong then the model is not going to be useful. But, but like you say that uh, there's a lot of things going on around uh, this model and not everything is going into the model. It's how you use the model to connect with other platforms, other databases and everything. So how are you going to use it? That's very important that you say that also, because uh, if you look at the big wheel around it, you have a lot of different things that's going to be delivered in the project and and you have uh, BIM is just like a small part of it. So, uh, like the drawing, you all you say you have a visualization also always that is like the BIM is in the center, and then you have a process going around it. But I think so now that BIM is not in the center; it has to be on the side. It's a part of the process. Yeah, it's a part of the process, uh, but uh there is something else the building that's going to be out there in reality that's more important and see how are all the platforms databases and everything you use around it how is that going to affect this building that is actually going to stand there in reality that's more important i think
0: yeah yeah and actually the last part modeling it's modeling not model it's like what i understand from this is like how you model information building information modeling how you are modeling information about buildings so it's not even a a hint hint to to the 3d model but it's it was like very easy and uncomfortable to understand that and yeah it's or software or something right but yeah it's like how you model the entire information for a project from start to finish and use yeah you said that this is becoming uh, like a de facto uh, because it's happening like you say this is not something need to happen but I don't think I don't know if you are aware because you are lucky and live in Norway this is not happening all over the the world as you might uh, well be aware about Uh, so what do you think is the state uh, of BIM in Norway for example have you come up quite far in this journey, Uh, are we starting to work as a whole and uh, implement this uh, new way of approaching projects?
1: What can I say? I I like to think that Norway is uh, a further ahead and further ahead it's true that we are in in many places but uh, there is some some parts that uh, I wish had come further. Um, I wish that we, if you use the word standardization, then then maybe we should be further. Uh, but um, what can I say? In I, I think that the positive thing about working in Norway is that uh, for for many years now, the the projects have been like driving the process. Uh, all of the different projects have tested a lot of different solutions and come up with really good ideas of how this is actually working so um, I I think that the project has been the main driver for for how BIM is in Norway today and we lack a little bit in in the standardization with the the contracts and how we are demanding it and how, how the requirements for BIM is but I see now that with I work a lot with big projects, the government projects. So uh, I see the, the involvement is a lot better with them. So, uh, and, and the requirements they are setting to the models now is like it's perfect for us because we, it's exactly what we need to be able to, to do our job. Uh, but in the smaller projects now, then uh, for many years, they have been like totally out, out of the pictures and everybody's waiting for the government or, or Start to, to, to like land something. And how are they doing it? Then we are going to adopt it. And, uh, and, and I hear a lot that, oh, no, we can't use Statsbyg requirements because they are too complex. And so, so everybody's been a little divided between the smaller projects and the bigger projects. So based on what kind of experience you have, you can say, uh, how far is Norway in BIM? It's like, uh, based on your projects, then some people say that we are way ahead. And some people say that we haven't even scratched the surface because we are working in this t- kind of project. So it's a little bit, I'm divided into in, in saying that we are Far ahead and and saying that we are like okay because uh, I think that Norway is is doing a lot of good in in the different projects and also now with all the requirements coming out then we are basically um, we have we have a lot of good foundation and and how we should work um, yeah but but still it's it's still a progress it's still uh, something that needs to be worked with so yeah. Basically, what I mean.
0: Yeah, I I just uh, read uh, some time ago, maybe last week, there is some progress. Uh, I think uh, Ban and uh, uh, working together with Statins like this and uh, have also released a new standard for for the Ringergix Bon project. Uh, so that's good. They rally together. Because yeah, that's a little bit sad that everybody looks um, only for the big uh, entities, the big actors and also for the um, for the owners. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it would help if this would be like a more common like this is another proof of uh, not uh, good enough communication between the parts. Um, uh, everybody tries a little bit to delegate the, uh, the responsibility. Right. How can we do this better? Uh, what should we do to get this better? Because I think the communication is key here. The communication is the, the biggest problem. The communication between different actors and uh, the silos. What can we do uh, to, to remove the silos or at least to, to, to connect them in a better way?
1: I think that we are already on to something. And I think that a lot of the companies now, they're changing how the company is working with the digitalization and BIM. So I see that now that um, if you look at big companies like Rf and Weidek uh, in Norway, and, 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 and a lot of the big companies, uh, uh, contractors out there in Norway, then, then you see that they change a bit in structure because now they have departments to work with digitalization. They have departments only for BIM and they focus more on on, on having more BIM technicians because they see that these guys uh, can, can try something and test something that creates value back for us, back to the company. Uh, and that's an interesting way to do it because all of these guys are um, meeting and, and like uh, conferences and, and seminars and everything that's uh, where they share their knowledge and that I think that's the way to start working with uh, uh, on, on how, how we're going to fix the silos because the silos is like okay they, there's a group of people maybe working a little bit together uh, you create some kind of cluster with different people, but these clusters are uh, basically nobody knows what they're doing and somebody sees the presentation at some kind of conference and then okay, that's nice But that doesn't give me anything So I think that now the structure in the companies are changing a little bit and people are working more together now than they did before uh, Everybody it's, it's, it's based on who you're asking. I think because uh Everybody has different opinions on this topic, maybe, but but I see that I try to like look at the industry today and see, okay, where can I get information? How, how easy is it for me to get that information? So with like building smart, and 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 uh, and you also have organizations for working with BIM technicians from the from the technical school. So uh, and and there's a different for us for talking to people. And uh, I tried to look at the industry and see today how, how is this actually easy information to get? And it's easier now than it was maybe four years ago to, to get information from this, from the Norwegian industry. Uh, So, so that's a positive thing, I, I think. So yeah, it's, it's getting better. And I think that's the way we have to go to, to open up a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that's right you mentioned building smart uh how close are you following
1: i try to follow uh as much as i can uh we are like a member of uh, building smart uh we don't have all the time i i wish we had to 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 join workshops and everything but i try to follow webinars nowadays and i try to every, every year also have to go to the to the conference and and like try to talk to people because when I go to the conference it's not only for the presentation it's much more for talking to people and see how what is people what are what are people focusing on today so we don't have this um, yeah maybe we should be able to contribute more to to building smart but uh, yeah our main focus is on some on our project, so <laughs>
0: yeah, I can definitely understand that. But are they on the right path? Are they doing like are they what we needed?
1: Yeah, I try not to be too critical here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I-, I think uh, that uh, building smart has, you know, they had lo- had a lot of different paths. I think. They're, they're going in one direction and then they change direction and, and that's the good thing in, in 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 many cases and I think the path they are on now uh, I was I, I, I participated in some webinars and, and tried to listen into what are they focusing on and uh, their focus right now is I, to me it looks really good and um, they're trying to get, create a lot of uh, work groups and, and and create workshop, and that invites people in from the industry. Um, so that's a good path to be on for an organization like Building Smart, because I think that Building Smart has to be like uh, a, call it a support for for the industry of understanding what 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 is this. What is building smart, and and what is, uh, was it is what what is their main goal, and how can they support their uh, members and uh, creating these workshops and giving the possibility to to like give uh, contributions to to open standards. Right now they had like a web webinar for BCF, and and they're creating a work group where we can. Contribute with things that we think it's important and and this will definitely be be the right way to go for building smart to to keep going with these kind of workshops because that in the end creates value for for us as a member and I know that a lot of companies today have is not members anymore and and that may be a, a, a problem for uh, getting the right contributors for for this kind of workshop but but i definitely think that they are on the right path now yeah
0: i also watched some webinars last week and two weeks ago they were quite good uh, good information learned from there so yeah looks like they are uh, on the right path and i think like um, right now I was not very well uh, connected to them. I did not get too much. Uh, I did not follow too closely before, but right now, I think COVID-19 situation helped them because they they were forced to move from... I uh, Right now, I find out they have many conferences around the world I did not know about before. And now, because they were forced to move everything online, it was easier for me to access when I have time and it was a, a good situation for them because they made a good effort to be there, to be online there, and they had many viewers for these webinars. Yeah,
1: it's uh, yeah, and it's it's a little bit different with the Building Smart International than Building Smart Norway. So uh, I see the difference between it. And, and myself, I haven't been included in a lot in the international part of it. Um, and that's basically because I don't have all the time. And like you say, I, I can't travel too much in in the kind of work I have now. So so to get it in a webinar is perfect for me to get access to more information, access to more presentation and topics that interest me. Because then I can see, okay, these, these topics interest me and I can log on to this webinar even though I'm at the project I work with. So yeah. Positive and uh, very interesting to to see that kind of uh, way to do it. It's much better for me, also. Yeah.
0: Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about a cool project you worked on and some specifics?
1: Like I said, the, the main role we had have had in projects is uh, is to coordinate the coordinator role and like the BIM manager role and and uh, and that's that's our biggest experience with, we're working with BIM. So uh, naturally that's what we do in the project. And uh, I can say that right now we are working with uh, with two large scale projects. Um, and uh, But earlier we have uh, a lot of experience from also this start big projects that is governmental projects. So, uh, uh, um, One of our guys has worked many years in uh, the new National Museum with Stottsbeek project. So, uh, and all of us have been included in this project sometime because it's been going on for a long time. Uh, So that's like 55,000 square meters of of a museum. And it's interesting uh, building to work with. And also the landscape around it is interesting because this is so downtown center of Oslo. so it's uh it's a big impact on the area uh, i remember when it just was a parking lot there so uh, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's interesting to see what what, what kind of building is the, there right now and and it's, it's now it's they're opening now and everything looks really great there so we had like uh, um a BIM coordinator role there, with uh, responsibility for the architect model, and we also have one of our guys to work with uh, the the electrical model there. So, uh, so, so we have like a different kind of roles inside this project. But we we've been following this project from more or less from I started in 2012.
0: So that's a. It was not uh, a multidisciplinary model.
1: Yeah, like I said, we work with the architect and the electric model, uh, but we also had the responsibility for coordinating the interdisciplinary model also. So, so we did the merging of the models and, and we did the class detection of the models a lot. So, uh, so we've been coordinating interdisciplinary in this project also. So, yeah, it's an interesting project. Yeah,
0: What kind of uh, software did you use?
1: We mainly use uh, Solibri. Uh, that's our main tool, and basically, what we do most of our work in is Solibri. Uh, so we don't. We, we also use Simple BIM a lot to to validate information, of course. But but uh, main of the clash detection and also the information rules that you are able to set up in in Solibri. That that's why we use this as as our main tool. So yeah, and we've been using it for a lot of years and, and follow the, the development of this tool. So, so yeah, that's basically our main tool.
0: You don't need to use something like Synchro 4D or something like that, right?
1: Uh, we, we get a lot of questions about uh, if we can deliver a Synchro model and we can do 4D simulations. But I, I say that uh, what we do connected to the 4D process is more uh to 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 prepare the models for it because if if we know that okay this project wants to use synchro then okay then we need to have uh, uh quality assurance on our information so it uh co-coexist with the plan and uh and uh so our main focus is more like preparing the models for it. If it is a requirement that you are going to use four D, and we prepare the model for it, we don't use Synchro as a as a tool ourselves because I think that the the, the guys need to use four D is more of the planner and and the the guys working with the uh, with planning. And uh, you have like a I don't know is it called the same in English, but the Gant, uh the, the
0: Gantt Gant chart, yeah,
1: Gantt chart, yeah uh th- that that's not something we do so so i think that the planner is more of the right people to work with synchro but also you have to have like a bim uh, guy working with 4d with synchro also but yeah so our main focus is to prepare the models
0: so when you say prepare the models like uh to check for clashes and uh uh, do you do something more than that? Just put together some uh, workflows or just specific uh, like clash filters?
1: Basically, uh, when it comes to clashes, of course, it's you know, check for duplicates and check for big clashes. So you don't have a lot of geometry unnecessary for the models. So in Solibri, it's, uh, it's pretty basic to, to just do the clash detection rules uh, we always create our own uh, but uh, I think the, the most important thing for synchro is the information that you prepare the information in the model so it connects to the charts and um uh, and, and it's and it's easier for the automation and synchro to to be able to run. So, so when we use Celibri to, to quality assure models, it's both uh, geometry and information. And uh, so that's how I what I mean by preparing the models. Uh, it's, yeah, do the clash detection, do the information check, see that every wall, slab, and all of the building uh, objects have uh, the right naming. And uh, yeah, so you can basically, be sure that you deliver something that's that you can calculate on yeah
0: yeah i understand so you do this before it's sent to the designer to civil engineer
1: yeah, um, that's the idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the practical part of it is this different. It's but built uh, before it's designed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I think that our experience is that uh, Synchro comes in a little bit too late in the process. And the requirements for that, uh, uh, for that we are going to use Synchro, it's It comes a little bit late. Maybe that's because you have like contractors needing more of following up how we're going to build this. When is everything going to happen in the construction site? And the design team is not always thinking about that. They think of it only at the end. And then if you're going to put in new requirements in the project for how we are going to deliver information, then synchro is coming and. Little bit too late. So, if you know a lot earlier on that, okay, we are going to create a chart that is going to be put in synchro and we need some kind of information that coexists with this chart, then you have to know it a little bit earlier so that you know what kind of checks you have to do, what is the requirement of information. So, I think that everything, like many other things, has to come a little bit earlier. It's not that you have to do it earlier. It's that you have to know it earlier. So you have to know that, okay, these are the requirements for the next phase and the next after that. And you know earlier what you have to prepare for.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But in practical, it's not uh, easy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Um, What do you use? to communicate with the other parties involved in the process do you use just uh, email like uh, or how how is the workflow between you and the other parties
1: it's uh, yeah we always try to look at new solutions for communicating but basically it's the project that decides what kind of platforms are you using so um we can uh if you, if you think of the big projects using uh, Uh, bim collab for for uh, communicating in model then you need something else for communicating other issues that are outside BIM. maybe you have a platform for issue database that that creates questions that creates actions and everything but i think outlook is the main tool for communicating in projects still and
0: yeah also for the 3d model Like you said, you mentioned BIM Collab.
1: Yeah, for the 3D model, I think that if the project decides that, okay, we are handling all of our issues in the model in BIM Collab or with BCF, if the requirement says BCF, my recommendation now today, okay, the easiest platform uh, uh, with the the easiest user interface right now, it's BIM Collab, in my opinion. That's just my
0: opinion. Did you try any other uh, alternatives?
1: yes of course i uh, uh you have like the um, uh for with the katenda you have bim Sync. uh,
0: is the same are there competition no.
1: it's not directly the same but i think that what they deliver it's much more than what bim collab yeah it's much more complex and but it's because they have a really good system for uh, handling issues connecting it to the model so uh uh, and it's more of a tool that is broader than, uh, than BIM Collab. So that's why I recommend BIM Collab if you just want to get that VCF over and just you have to 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 have control with your comments and history of, of the different issues. And also because of our main tool is Solibri, then we connect it really easy to, to Solibri. So, yeah, but, but the other BCF servers are a little bit more complex and do a little bit more. So I think that BIM collab is easy to use because it's pretty simple user interface. And
0: to, yeah. yeah, and to integrate it with the tools you use already, no matter yeah which software you're using. It's, it's straightforward, right?
1: It's straightforward, yeah and you also have possibilities for using the api over to to power bi and and visualize your uh, progress in a, in a really good way so and, and and like the the user interface is pretty easy so uh, yeah that's why we recommend it yeah so that's the communicating with the model but communicating system for everything else in the project that's the much more com- complex and uh, and e- emails is still the main thing people use so uh, but it's yeah our goal is to use a less email and uh, but it usually ends up with emails yeah
0: <laughs> I understand what can you recommend to someone who's interested about BIM what do you think there are still many people Outside uh, there, like let's say in Norway, right, that are not working. Like they say they work with BIM, but they don't work with BIM actually. They're, like there are many who still uh, use drawings. I'm mostly drawing myself. Yeah. I'm also using Navisworks to put together the model, but I'm mostly making drawings on the project I work right now. Uh, what do you think? Are are they still? Uh, are these uh, kind of jobs uh, like? Few of them in Norway right now, or uh, are there quite enough still?
1: When you say say few, you think about the 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 positions for working with BIM, or exactly like uh, uh,
0: traditional drafters, or uh, or more with BIM. Let's say at least only three D modeling, like uh, without uh, without the drawing part.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, if you look at how we are working in Norway today, uh, that we still have the issue that there is a lot of people who who don't know the possibilities. So, if if I can recommend something for people who don't know anything about uh, using BIM or what what it, what it actually means, because most of the people working in the industry today have heard the word BIM in some kind of setting. You you have heard the word BIM, but I think that what creates most value. Uh, early on is that to see okay what is the possibilities of using a model and what are the tools you have like Solibri, Simple BIM, Navisworks and everything you, you have a different set of tools you can use with the with the model and you have to look at the 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 possibilities for uh, what what creates value and and what creates value for your kind of project if you're working with like small uh, apartment projects or large scale apartment projects, then what, what can be do for this kind of project? What creates value? So, and, and it's a lot of presentation. There's a lot of people out there that have a lot of experience. So, so it's pretty easy to get that information of what creates value for you. And also, for people working as project leaders, uh, what creates value for them to know what kind of possibilities are there for using BIM so So I think that based on who you are in the industry, you have to see what kind of value this can give to you.
0: But is there uh, is there uh, any value for uh, for everything right uh, like yeah um, are there any situations when we can say yes we don't need to use beam here or uh, how do how do we make the um, how do we go from from this to that to to the new to the new age and uh, like you said this now is a crash of concepts right uh, you must look into and see how do you can get value if you do that way when are we coming to a point where you don't need to think about this anymore like yeah this is the way we do it like the the passing from the drawings like physical drawings with the pen to to cad right are we close to that or
1: i think that uh, what we see now is uh, what creates most value is uh, that you still have the drawings and you have the supplement for of the, the BIM. So you have the model and the drawings. And then you can see what we are looking at now is that how can we take something out of the drawing that creates less work, but maybe we can put that work into the model so we can use it in like on an iPad or or something out on the construction side.
0: Don't we have software solutions for this? Like Dalux? I'm not sponsored by Dialogs, but uh, aren't they doing something like this?
1: Yes, of course. And uh, also, you have ScreenBeam from Rendra. You have uh, uh, platforms for, for viewing the model. You have more from like Trimble have something, and, and uh, so so there are different solutions for it. But but I think that the solutions are one thing. Uh, but we have to see what what is it that we can take out of the drawing, put into the model, and still have the same value so we don't lose anything, and maybe give more value out on the construction side. So so I think that what we are working on now, especially here in Norway, is that finding finding that way forward and, and what is what creates value. Because we want to say like uh, you have a paperless project and you have a drawingless project. And that's two things that gets mixed up uh, nowadays. And that's very bad to mix up, because if people think that you're going to have a drawingless project, you only base it on the model. And more infrastructure and other kind of different projects, not the building projects, they uh, have gone a little bit further because of the possibilities of using larger models and, and, and the geometry is, is, is the main focus. But when you get into the building and inside the building, then drawing-less, it's much more uh, far ahead, I think, uh, than paperless. Because paperless is naturally you have a PDF, but you put it into the tablet and then you have the drawing on the tablet. So there's a big difference in what what the main focuses are right there.
0: So you say in building is only paperless, and uh, in infrastructure is uh, it goes more towards drawingless.
1: I don't know if infrastructure is going totally drawingless, but but I know from some presentations that that there is uh, there is projects that has. Uh, Delivered only the model and doesn't have any drawings, uh, and and many projects are are going more and more drawingless and maybe all only having some small two D details uh, for something. So, but for the building projects that when you go into the building and you have the architect model and everything else, then um, it's much more complex to. You know, to get to all that information you usually have on a drawing to be reflected or or, or transferred onto a model. And it's not maybe, I don't think that's the totally way to go to get totally drawingless because uh, 2D can support the model. More than the model support the drawings, I think that's the way to go first, and then we have to see what creates value, and do we lose any information uh, on the way to going over, more and more over to the model but but it's a it's a difficult uh, situation to to handle in a project because the project is going uh, it's not stopping because you don't know if you're having this drawing or this drawing. Are you only going to use models? So the projects have to decide uh, where fast what what creates value along the way. And uh, what I'm seeing in, in some of the big projects is that, uh, uh, especially on on um, on the MEP uh, disciplines, you have uh, is, there is an easier way to go to 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 narrow down the amount of drawings you can have one big drawing on one floor instead of splitting it up in many drawings. So there you have like, okay, this create value, we have one big drawing. And some of the information that is going into these kind of drawings, is easier to transfer to models. And it's easier to get access to in a platform where you can view the model. But for the architect model, then it's much more complex. It's uh, a lot of information uh, that is going to, to the architect model. So um, if you take walls, for example, uh, you almost never, when you, when you draw a, mo- a wall in the model, then, you, then all of the different layers in this wall is not going to be separate layers in the model. But on the drawing, you you actually you have to have that information. You have to set the uh, the measurements all on this drawing because of this, and it's not that easy, and it's not create doesn't create all that value for putting all of this into the model.
0: So it's not so easy to read out this information. But still, um, we we have already like it's been maybe three four years since uh, in Norway there are many projects uh going drawing less right uh they at least uh, that's what they say uh there are many bill uh, and they are there are no infrastructure projects there are only buildings uh i i know skanska and wadeke they are building uh, and if maybe as well they built more projects without drawings they say right so uh how did they manage to do it then and there and um uh maybe we must look uh i don't know i have no idea how actually they use it but yeah definitely they they use tools i don't know maybe they made also some drawings to help for some details but um yeah it might be something to to find out a little bit more about
1: yeah yeah definitely there has been a lot of projects in norway that has uh Let's say that they do everything drawingless, um, but I suspect that uh, you can try. But I haven't seen a, a, a large-scale building project that is going totally drawingless in Norway yet. And if somebody say that, oh, I have a project that you have to see, then please be my guest, invite me to a meeting, and show me that you did it. that you did it. Because uh, uh, the projects I've seen that say that, okay, we are going drawing less, they basically end up that, okay, they came 73% of the way, and the last 35, they had to, or 25, you have to make some details or some drawings. And especially I hear a lot uh, that uh, the architect model is the, the biggest problem because they have like many kind of different objects, details, and everything in the same plan. So it's uh, much more difficult. So be my guest. Invite me to something. I want to see it. If somebody say that they did it 100%. Yeah, uh,
0: I'll I'll try to look for someone who, who said that and try to bring him bring him on. Uh, I. We had a guest in uh, uh, Thomas Thomasos uh, from Baninur in the second episode, and um, uh, he's working on this project, uh, Dramen uh, Kobervik When where they are actually not using drawings, or the the main the main uh, objective is to not use drawings, just uh, complementary if needed for details, and the. Uh, and this is actually, I don't think, I don't know, there are, uh, at least in Baninur, it's the first time when they have this goal. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You also have the, the, the traffic station with Starts big that's called Digi Big. Uh, it's uh, um, where they, I wasn't a part of this project, but I, I basically think that that's where they took it the furthest uh, with Starts and uh, I'm not, I don't know if they had drawings uh, there. So, but also, yeah, I think the project was really small, and, and that's a good thing to start with the small projects. But, but in a large scale project, there is so many variables, and there's so many details, and there's so much to, to handle that uh, that's uh, basically a longer way to go uh, on these kind of projects.
0: Yeah, I understand
1: but i i know that uh we just kept talking after i talked about our first project so <laughs> if we can just roll it a little bit back then 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 i can talk about what the other projects we are working on uh, right now uh because it's uh, it's interesting we are a small company of five guys but we but we tend to work where the bim uh, requirements are the highest and that makes uh, the biggest projects in Norway, the, the, so <laughs> it's 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 um, it's interesting to talk about our uh, our role in these projects because uh, we have the the new hospital in uh, in Drammen uh, that is uh, I don't know 115 square meters of hospital divided on different buildings that are going to be built in in Drammen. We have one role there, uh, or maybe one and a half now, uh, that is uh, uh, working with like uh, with uh, responsibility for uh, the interdisciplinary model, and uh, and also the um, the the architect model. So we have like a divided role there that supports the architects, but also have the interdisciplinary, BIM like BIM manager uh, role. So. Um, uh there we were also working a little bit with the uh, CQS big with is uh the the, the public uh, uh project owner yeah so that's a, a a big project um we have one guy and and uh, the project i'm working on we are two guys from us working in this project and this is the new life science building in uh, in oslo it's going to be the University of Oslo that um, uh, that uh, owns this building, but it's a big project, and uh, it's a seventy thousand square meters of uh, laboratory uh, in its. Uh, a lot of different. It's of course offices and 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 everything, but it's also a campus uh, that is interesting to to work with because it's uh, um, the landscape model around it is going to change the area a lot. So so it's a really interesting project to work on, and the ambitions for from Stadtsvik. It's like a project owner. It's it's uh, really high and uh, it's really cool to work with. And now we also in in this phase we are in now, we have uh, uh, we have this uh, what do you call it in English? It's it's like a contract that uh, uh, brings in the contractor and uh, uh, and everybody delivering projects to the building. You know, you have contractors, you have the design team, and you have the project owner who is starts big. Uh, all working together now in 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 this kind of design phase. So uh, so it's interesting, yeah, and it's interesting to see because we are we have to create a lot of uh, like like routines and procedures that includes uh, this part as well and And that's new for a lot of the people working in design teams it's It's new for them, and it's new for the contractors to come in and work with the design team on the early stage because uh what what I see when I sit there and control the models and see okay, what kind of models do I have to control now? We also have like uh, all of these contractors supplying the project with with models, and that's an interesting part of it because then you get more answers than. How we're we actually going to do it outside on the construction side, uh, but we have to know, like, coordinate also when when do we need that answer? You know, if we get that answer too early, then maybe the design is not finished yet. Uh, and and how we are handling this in our project is a use of this MMI, the the model maturity index for objects. Yeah. So so basically we we. We base on our all our control on on using of this uh, index and I'm trying to 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 connect it to all of the objects and also trying to narrow it down to to areas in the building because it's a large building. You can't just say that okay everything now is uh, MMI uh, something and and then we have control because we have to narrow it down to areas okay wh- when is this going to be finished we look at the 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 timeline of the project we see that okay now it's going to be finished and then okay this area needs an index of uh, 200 or 300 at this point and we have to narrow it down so we narrow it down to areas so we get control of the building so that's how we work with the uh, with how we handle Because we get all these these comments, and we get all this uh, uh, effect of having these contractors here, and and saying that, okay this is not how we want it. We want to do it differently than you design it, and then it's going to be an issue. And also, they they always get access to the model, uh, because we use uh, BIM 360 from Autodesk. Uh, so they can see all of the design solutions early on. And if we didn't have that index, then we couldn't say how far the design has come. So, so that's an important thing of that new kind of way to work with the, with the contractors in there. So, yeah.
0: Uh, how can people get in touch with you?
1: Oh, what's the best way if I give you access to my calendar? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding uh no it's uh it's uh, of course linkedin uh, you can check me out on linkedin it's uh, easy to get send me a message um and uh, also on our website uh, c3bim.no it's currently just in Norwegian. We never get to get that English website. And we always think that now we have to do it, but we didn't. So, but you can get my contact information, of course. We have email address and phone numbers and everything. So, so it's pretty easy to, to get
0: that. Thank you very much for being with us. It was really nice to have you here.
1: Thanks, thanks a lot for having me.